the bottom of the sea. Happy sea urchin. I woke up from a dream, annoyed, and I remember it very clearly. There was an impromptu, spontaneous gathering of people dancing. It was slow dancing. And I remember the dream where we were doing something and it was in some kind of plaza, fairly modern city, high rises. And we were doing something in some dream, moving around, I don't know, various other things were happening. And then I started to kind of... Um, just dance, just move my feet around while I was waiting for somebody. I'm not very good, I'm not very precise. And then, I don't know, something happened, I did it a bit later. And then the second time, third time, and somebody was coming up an elevator, somebody else spotted, somebody else started seeing somebody else doing something. And there was a critical mass of people who were going through that space that joined in. Everybody had done this kind of thing, maybe themselves. And for some reason, there was a critical mass. And we started to interact with each other. And then we paired off. And I remember I was with this guy. At some point, I was aware that some of these people knew each other. Anyway, I knew, so I was dancing with this one guy, and he was a young guy, and we were pairing off and we were doing contact. And it was mostly dance, but then I turned it a bit more into Tai Chi, where I was doing things directly at him. And I thought, that would be quite interesting if people knew that there was kind of together dancing like tango and then together kind of martial art, i.e. Tai Chi, sticky hands. Anyway, I tried to show this guy, there was a specific um, motion or movement with this guy where I'd lead him my way. And he wouldn't come. And there was some kind of opposition in his mind. A stickiness where... Not stickiness, like a stuckness. And I do this in tango where... There's a certain... The motion, the movement, it's all beautiful. The music, whatever, we're moving. And then it, there's a kind of stuckness where a person doesn't do something. And I know it's not me. I know it's not my movement because there's quite a lot of things where the movement and I end up at a pickle or I end up 
twisting out of something that I'm like, wow, I don't, how, where are we going with this? How, how do I get out of this? And twisting and turning and putting myself into quite a reasonable amount of pressure internally in order to maintain a movement. And I, I submit to it because I'm following. I'm following my partner. I'm following the music. And, and I know when I can't do something and I know that's sourced in me and I know when it's another person and it's a specific thing and I think there's no reason whatsoever for this person to stick, to stuck, be stuck at that point. I need to prevent it, to resist. And it's, it's an interruption of beauty, of elegance. And it, there's quite common things like basically coming towards me it's when you create the vacuum, you move away from a person and basically they need to follow. And it's quite uncommon. Or, or there's like a very, apparently a very small space and there's a lot of a lot of women worry about the space of a leg between and the body kind of goes on the inside between us. And apparently, or there's a worry that my body's going to be there, my legs are going to be there. And they're not. I vacated the space. Because we're contacting my chest and I'm pulling away, they just can't, they just think that their leg is going to hit mine. And it's not because I've moved my leg away, but they can't see that. And so I'm moving and pulling away so that their leg will go into that space and they just can't do it. And then they break the connection with the chest. Anyway, so it was a similar thing was happening with this guy. And then the third time, we, um, I was moving. I, I kind of got him by the throat, <laughs> or just under the chin. And I was catching just under the chin and the jaws. I had him in a kind of uh, tiger grip. It wasn't a tiger grip. I wasn't gripping him tightly. But it was just, uh, I had my hand spread under his jaw, um, at his throat, uh, cupped. I cupped his, his jaw. I cupped his jaw. And I was drawing him towards me and he just wouldn't come. And I would go back to that, kind of loosely move around and then try to move him. And he didn't. And then it stopped. You know, whatever it was we were doing, was there music? I don't know. And then there were people conversing. And I think, I gather at some point in this process, they knew each other and they were part of a group that were practicing and trying these things out and it was a flash mob and I happened to be there and the idea is for people to join in members of the public and I was one of those people joining in anyway and so I told the guy though um, just come towards me I just had my hand here just come towards me and he was like oh no 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 I was um, I was doing something for the audience I remember I'm saying this I was doing it for the I was in something and the audience were following me their audience's attention was on me they were following me. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and I knew, basically, he thought, and it's, there's some validity to that. There's some validity to that. Absolutely no doubt about that. There wasn't an audience. Um, but, but if there was, it's basically his attention was on something that he was doing. And he didn't want to break out of it. And if that's, that's true, that's true. But I don't think it was. Because it happened several times. And there was something about the motion that was repetitive, and I was pointing it out. Anyway, and so we were walking away. And then the person that I'd 
been doing the adventure with for this thing, I think. Actually, for some reason or another, it was an old friend I remember from childhood. Uh, his name was David Robotham. I haven't seen him since he w we were like 16, you know, 18, 17. Actually, maybe 16. Um, I was, he was an interesting guy, but he moved away, and so our time to engage together was limited. Uh, and then I saw him when I was 18, I think it was, maybe, yeah, before I went to uni. Uh, your sister. <laughs> and, um, anyway, I think it was him for some reason. He he was, and he was saying, um, it was pretty good. And it was like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. And he was saying, but the bit of what I was doing with the guy at the end was, was harsh. It was very direct. I was like, yeah. And then he wanted to say that it was not right. And so I was like, wait, wait, What? And he was saying, and oh, and the bizarre thing was, he wasn't there and he hadn't seen it. And I think I was relating what had happened. And so then he was criticizing what I had decided to do with this guy. Even though he hadn't experienced it, he hadn't seen it. And then he was like, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. I can see that um, it's not right. And I can see that you're annoyed. And you could hear it in my voice when I described it just now. That, that he was starting to criticise an experience that I had with another human being when he hadn't witnessed it. And so he was like, yeah, that's annoying, yeah, I agree. However, I don't think, you know... But they were willing, he was willing to persist with this. <laughs> he was willing to question, and it's gaslighting. It's a fundamental gaslighting. And I got annoyed. I got annoyed. I was like, I'm 52. Why can't people respect me for what I do? I'm, I'm good at this. Um, and of course, you know, I didn't know this group. That's fine. But I was, if they're going to do something like that in public and they involve people who might be better at certain things than them, then they can learn from them. That's the point of the exercise. It's not to do whatever it is that they practiced and then go out into public and then pull people into what they're doing. It's about being open and responsive to the people that are joining and following them. And, and then the guy would come back and say, look, there was this guy, and then he told me this, and I don't know what it was. And da, 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 da. I said, oh, okay, well, who is he? Where is he? And then they bring me in and say, well, what were you talking about? And you go, oh, okay. He says, oh, right, that's interesting. And it's that's how you... And then they fold that into the next time. Yeah. And some people might be dancers. Some people might be professional dancers or contact improv people or... Uh, tai Chi people, or whatever it is. Lots of different people do different things involving some form of engagement, tango, in, involving engagement and dance. In this, in this way, I thought, wow, yeah. Anyway, why are people... But the, but in the dream, I just got annoyed. And I was like, why can't people trust me? 52. And because he's gaslighting. This guy was gaslighting his friend of mine, this old friend of mine. And even if he had seen me, I said, well, okay, if I had seen you, and that's, this is what happened. And I was like, okay, let's imagine that he did. Remember, this is all a dream anyway. It's all imagined anyway. <laughs> and he did see me. And then he was like, oh, actually, yeah, there was a break in your dancing in the sky. It was like, it didn't look good. And you know, well, yeah, because the guy wasn't following. And that was the move. That was the motion. And he kind of should have done it. Um... 
And it was my call. And that's the thing. When you commit to a collective thing, when two people are moving, like in tango, and there's a break, where is the location of the break? And we need to be accurate, whether it's between us, something happens between us. Well, that's the break. Definitely is between us. But who's responsible? Who's more responsible for it? And it could be that we just couldn't do it, and that's fine. But we try to get back together. But if there's an intentional break, not an intentional, if there's a, a break like that, and it's it's not just a bump, <laughs> okay? We go, you're driving on a car, a little bump, and bump, oop, and then you're together again. The whole car remains together, and <laughs> you're moving forwards. A break is when, you know, the people in the car and the car itself separate, okay? <laughs> like a motorbike. And when you, a little bump, you go, oop, and you... you, you you come back down because there's gravity, okay? And the bike and you come back together. But if it's a, too much of a bump, it becomes a break and you leave the bike completely. <laughs> it's called a crash, okay? And that's what happens. That's what was happening with this guy. There's too much of a kind of stretch. The guy's not coming. Oh, okay, we're going to separate. If I continue, I'm going to move my hand away and he's not going to be coming. And that's what I should have done because then it would indicate, oh, right, he's not, he's not following. Um, but then he wouldn't notice that he's falling and other people might not notice and so that's not ideal and so that's the trick of it and I've spent a lot of my time with people and they don't follow Okay, I'm really good at this because I used to do this with kids in a classroom and I've done it in tai, uh, tai Chi and I've done it in Tango and these are and even in a classroom it's not the it's not the following of the words it's some kind of conscious attention, like what's happening now. I mean, nobody's listening to this. It says there have been six follows for my previous one. Six. I doubt it. It's probably just AI. It's probably just some kind of robot thing uh, for part of the app to try to indicate to, you know, artificial follows or artificial views so that uh, the app owners uh, give some kind of um, indication to the person that somebody's following them when actually nobody is. <laughs> it's probably that. We were on nearly 15 minutes here. What am I talking about? I was uh, waking up. So, your attention, whether you're following my confidence that you're following and the bumps and the brakes and I knew when I'm not being particularly attentive to the person following I know that I know that however these are my private uh, or transparent invitations to the edge of my dream and so I woke up with this I woke up with this 52 <laughs> and that's a truth and so I woke up <laughs> all the other stuff oh I'm you know I'm not bad at this thing da, 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 but the whole the whole experience I dreamed about like 20 years ago that this kind of thing would happen I wrote about it in a book I embedded it in a book TBD and if people had read the book then it would have encouraged people to do this kind of thing it's just it's just way better than this flash mob where people train themselves, they do this thing and they perform. 
It's just a lot better to do something, engage people, and then learn from other people that are joining in. And this is true for scale. And so there's a group yesterday. I haven't engaged one of these people from a group last year. They're trying to do things in the world, and world peace and all that kind of stuff. So one of them invited me to, to take part in something. And I thought, oh, okay, co-create, invite to co-create. I thought, oh, okay, I'll come along. And then it was lots of questionnaires. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's exhausting. But I did all that. And then, and then it was, okay, so you're committing yourself. Are you committing? And it's like, okay, what, how many? Six, you know, three, six conversations. I was like, oh, okay, right, yeah, okay, right. Yes, yes, I will. And then the first meeting was a botch, such a botch, in the middle of another meeting. And it was done badly, and there was ill feeling, and people were talking about it because people were not aware of it. This discussion that was happening in a public space, but with a singular focus, which is Zoom, as opposed to Wonder, which has multiple focuses, we could have just wandered off. Eventually, we had a breakout room. We continued into that. And it, it was basically a botch from beginning to end. And it was it was just single focus and we were all listening and then some people were just rabbiting on. And it was just a waste, so much of a waste of our attention. And I know this because I do this in classrooms and I know when the kids are like, oh yeah, here he goes. Or they're, that's the problem with discipline. If you have strong discipline, then in a school, it means people get bored because it means that people are saying things without actually being engaging. The teachers are, are, are they're basically being trained to be bored. Of course, that's closely aligned to the fact that they're trying, you're disciplining so that they just talk about whatever the topic is, the maths or whatever. And therefore, the teacher can show them the boring thing. And that's kind of true. And that's kind of good. So top sets, if you veer off with the older kids they um, they don't like it because it's not about the maths they're not following well like the kid and they should and they don't sometimes and there's a few that just wait a minute this is not about maths and they get a bit bored and they don't trust me of course the other ones in the class love it they absolutely freaking love going off piste because it's interesting and then I, well, I attempt to drink it and I, I take it back to the math. It's to do with our attention. Nearly always it's about our attention. Anyway. And so the quality of my classes are not as high because I take them off and then I either I'm not interesting enough, the thing I'm pointing at is too long, like these, this thing I'm doing with you, or... Um, there's not enough attention, too many people break off, and therefore the thing that I was interested in evaporates and disappears. Or I'm just doing something badly, just going on and on and on. And I, it's also slides. I go through slides of things, and that means they're paying attention to me as I'm talking about stuff, and it's dull. So therefore, even when I go off-piste about something interesting, they're like, oh, okay, I've heard this voice, I can't be bothered. It's that. Anyway. So the only reason that you're paying attention is because something's happening in the world and you're listening. Who's this guy? It's like it's like the opposite of Twitter. 
<laughs> and people tried to do this. That was another thing I was doing with another bunch of people. It was a conversation. They call it unhurried conversation. Unhurried conversation. And uh, they had an hour. <laughs> and of course, towards the end, people hurry like buggery. Um, unhurried conversation with a time. Jesus Christ. Christ. And the, and the way they ended it was just so harsh. It was ugly. And people were, you know, sharing things that were quite significant. It was about belonging. It was about belonging. <laughs> An unhurried conversation about belonging. Oh, I've done 700 of these. Yeah, okay, right. So that was the end of that. Okay, right, bye. And it's like, well, look, maybe we should actually say goodbye to each other in a way which is slightly more conducive and to the fact that we've actually spent this time together belonging in each other's attention. It's just the lack of sensitivity. These are professionals. These people are like uh, making money out of executive coaching. Holy hell. The lack of, I mean, from top to bottom or from the edges, from people that are not making any money whatsoever and have got way too much time and are rabbiting on about God knows what, but well-intended regarding the state of the world. Um, you know, people talking about crystals and this, that and the next thing. All right. Amongst other people that are talking about physics and quantum things, that, and you're like, oh my God, it's such a confusion on the edges. And people in the towards the center, actually, you know, mainstream trying to deal with uh, coaching of businesses, people in high pressure company business structures attempting to get life coaching, trying to get some kind of assessments, kind of like therapy, but maybe relating more normally to the human being and to the conditions which they're in, you know, getting advisors, basically, um, consultants, basically, um, mental consultants, I guess. Uh, potentially business. Um, and both. And I, oh, I've literally spent a year and three months uh, focusing on the I plus U is equal to we and belonging. And slowly, obviously, a year and a half, slowly, i.e. approaching it from different angles with the maths of it, the interactions of it, um, and um, attempting to process it, uh, what are the simple version of it, locating where it is in time, in the moving moment of time. So I am absolutely confident, okay, absolutely confident that you're listening now, not to the words. I mean, if you're, nobody, nobody is listening this far in listening to the words and trying to make sense of the words. Oh, that was another thing. The actual, um, uh, this group that was trying to do the invitation was on the back end of this thing called Humanity Rising, which has been running for 456 events, once every working day, work day. And there was a guy talking about language and stuff. And it was just like boring cack. You know, the usual stuff. And there was nothing new about it whatsoever to the guy as well. And um, such a waste of our attention. We've literally got Russia invading Ukraine. And they're, they're talking about this stuff. And it's just, oh my God. They're not making use of the fact that we're listening. They haven't even got to the idea that it's a reflexive medium. They were outnumbered by the number of people listening. 
So why are we still focusing on the talking? And it was all about post-conscious uh, thinking, post-conscious attention to words. And it was to do with their words and listening to their words and overlapping their words and other words and words. And I was like, oh my God. And the, uh, anything to do, and so on, you know, the, the positive version. Sorry, I mean, you see, this is the state that I'm in. Annoyance. And you're not listening to be annoyed. I know that. So I apologize. So the positive version of this is I worked out that morning, in the morning, because I'm sitting there producing the video. And it's to do with an overlap of heart metaphors. Okay, so they don't do the met. So they've got the power of the now. Everybody's got the idea of the power of the now. It's a Buddhist thing as well, the moment. They've also got the notion of heart. They've got this notion that it's, um, it's, not, it's not the thought and it's not words. It's heart and it's body. So we get these great big polarities going on. Fine. But the point is, it's attempting to draw attention to heart. I not a bunch of words. And not just thought. Not in your head, thought. And then the fact that we're doing this together, that nobody pay, pays attention to. It's always about the person talking. Or abstractly talking head. Even when we're talking about heart. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, so we've got these three different things. Um, heart. Um, the power of the moment. Uh, and actually there's us. There's a relational part that, again, you just talk about. But it's actually happening. So all these three things are happening simultaneously. We have hearts. <laughs> okay. We're all together. And there is a moment. <laughs> so we're traveling. And this I call the social dimensionality of um, the power of the now. Or momenting. And I know that in this momenting, I can locate all of those. All of those. The moment, well, it's now. And that's us. Therefore... I'm outnumbered by the people listening. And those people listening are, happen to be in the future, relative to me, and I am in the past, relative to you. And there's a... If... <laughs> okay, that's the thing. If uh, you share this forwards, there'll be people in the future, relative to you. However, again, when they're listening, welcome. They are listening uh, presently. And... previous you was in the past the person that shared it with you and so therefore there's a fraternity across time and we are from the beginning to the end of this recording together now, this only works if we have a mechanism by which we can share which is more solid than what we've got currently which is too thin and the more solid sharing is with money and that's why we have scale and so you share something for us because it's significant not because it's part of some course you have to do some training, but it's because it's meaningful. And the only reason you listen to this is because there's something of social validity going on that justifies your listening to the person, i.e. me, when I have nothing, I have nobody, and I'm waking up being annoyed at 52 because <laughs> with the dream of something that I thought of 20 years ago that hasn't come to pass, and people are still in their current engagements with people are so badly organizing ourselves and attention in, in the real world 
there's a tendency for you know the meditation listening to oneself and so on to be in silence that is in repose meditation slowing down we all together silently buddhists quakers and for example these people yesterday to be silent together for a while you know okay great and of course that's important However, I'm inter interested in meditation in action. <laughs> in action. <laughs> in uh, in vivo. In movement. Which is what you do when you're engaging kids. You have to go with the kids. You have to follow the kids. The speed that they're going at. But then lead at the speed that they're going. And then follow at the speed they're going. And that's how it works. We're together. And so, when I woke up, I started to think about classes, my classes, and okay, I'm doing badly with them. Well, I haven't done these things to do with, for example, the pen lid. Follow the attention, primary attention, secondary attention. I was thinking about using, going into school, my last term with these kids, with a spongy ball, handball. And I've had one which is a smiley face. I can't find it. I've had one which is a planet Earth. I can't find it. And I've never used them in class because I know that they just, the kids just go nuts. There's too much attention on the ball than what's actually happening in class. And so I've been frightened of using these things because the amount of energy it releases. And, what, and the reason, <laughs> okay, listen to this. The particular symptom of fracturing of our attention in this class, in this classes that I'm engaging, we have a little joke or, and they go off. I say something interesting and they go off. And what I mean by go off is that they break down into just talking to each other in little groups. And it just dissolves. The primary attention dissolves. It happens from the beginning. I pointed out at the beginning. I thought I'd come up with a solution for it, actually. I do have a mechanism for it. Hands up. They all pay attention. Da, 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 and then I leave my hand. And then as I put my hand down, if anybody's got anything interesting, say we pass it on to them. I should use that technique. It was brilliant. I haven't tried it very much. Um... Anyway, so they do this, they dissolve. And so therefore, it just means we can't have a continuity of things that are interesting when we pass the attention to one of them. And so we have a ball. And so what I should be doing is, okay, if somebody breaks the attention, or well, what happens if it's me? <laughs> I, draw, I go wandering off and they have a bit of a laugh and it dissolves the attention. It's like, oh, I can't pass it on to somebody. So I should probably put my hand up. Um... But if it's somebody else that does it, I pass the ball to them. It dissolves. Right, okay. I wait for the class. Da, 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 and then they bring the ball back to me. And what they should be doing is, is pass the ball back after they've said what they've said and everybody follow the attention. Um, and then we pass it around from person to person. <laughs> and you can imagine this, yeah. And of course, you could do it with a larger thing like a beach ball because then it's got bigger attention. But the bigger it is, it's like, what? And the ball... Oh, geez. a bunch of adolescents, yeah? Can you? <laughs> and the thing itself, the ball, it's to do with the ball and getting the ball. It's got nothing to do with whatever it is that we're talking about, the maths. Whatever it is that we've gone off piste with, it becomes the attention, becomes the ball. <laughs> it's too exciting, it's too interesting. And then people will be doing things for the ball, to get the ball. Oh, for crying out loud, do you see? So it's like um, on a bicycle, uh, having stabilizers and then this, and then the person gets used to stabilizers and, and starts just learning to cycle with stabilizers, i.e. 
falling to one side or the other with the stabilizers. And it's, it's not ideal at all. So they're relying on the ball or they want the attention. Uh, yeah. So the prop itself can become part of the problem. So I'm, I'm reluctant about that. But then there are other things, the pen lid and paying attention, primary attention, secondary attention. Uh, you know, are you following the maths? Are you following the scribbles on the board? Are you following the mind thinking it? Um, I, your mind, my mind, our mind. Um, and then showing them things like flocking, our attention, how it, we're together, and then how it breaks down, how it splits into different groups and completely dissolves. Uh, and that's what they do. I don't know, do I have pictures of that? Where the murmuration just kind of just dissolves. Uh, a school of fish just, just dissolves. Um, actually, I think the mathematics of Brownian motion might be useful. Might be useful. The relationship of um, the mechanics of uh, the mathematics of uh, uh, murmuration and the mechanics of Brownian motion. The mathematical description of either. And there are transition points between them depending on the rule sets that they have. And the more external authority that's like external pressure it means that when that pressure is off, they just dissolve. They just go off in their own groups. They cluster. It induces clustering. Whereas if everybody's together and it's led by self-discipline, my self-discipline, everybody else's self-discipline, then you get a flocking. It might split to two or three, and that's fine. But then they come together. But it just dissolves as it does. It's because of the pressure, um, external pressure. The external pressure, by the way, might not actually be the school. It might actually be COVID and so on and so forth. Anxiety. It could also be anxiety. Worry. Um, the fact that they just don't think other people are going to listen to them. Their fellow students are not going to listen to them. Anxiety of having attention on them. Mm, I don't know. That's what's been suggested to me to account for the fact that the quality of dissolution. I don't know. Anyway, so I should be more courageous in doing the things that are interesting so that, you know, doing some Tai Chi. This all came after the dream. And that's why I started recording this. Doing a bit of Tai Chi, standing, two legs, tree position. Then maybe doing some, at some point, uh, sticky hands, the mill, forwards and backwards. Or maybe the game, two hands, and then you're trying to push each other over. But you can imagine the kids going nuts. I mean, it's a maths class. And taking, you know, the energy. And that's what I used to do. I used to have the confidence that I'd give them something with high energy. And then if they didn't deal with that well, I wouldn't give them it. So I could only give it to them when we actually do things well. And so it was a reward for attention. And I had enough. And because of the fact that the energy was released, 
and we somehow or other managed to contain it and add enough self-discipline to contain the energy and we could move on, we could do more of these things. As we entered into a positive cycle, we got into higher states, B states and A states. The kids are capable of getting B states, but is it just because it's a C plus? And that's the test of it. If the attention dissolves, it's it's a C class. I'm still living in a C state. So um, a B state is where it might blob off a little bit, but, you know, we bring it together. That's the real test of it. The real test of primary attention. Do we gather together or do we not? That is the primary way of determining whether you're in a B or an A state. A state means you could dissolve it. You could say, right, in one minute, this, that, whatever. They all dissolve, they all do whatever it is, and they gather together again. Do a group work, transitions, and so on. Anyway, they're doing pretty well, actually. They can actually do group work and things pretty well, actually. They got a lot better. That's the second time, third time I've done it with them. And if I'd done it with them every week, but we can't, obviously, with the time constraints we have. But hmm. If only they were doing that in classes. If only we had uh, people who were actually employed for the social. I cannot believe after the whole, my entire life I've had absolutely no effect on anything. Apart from the few kids that I've been engaging with. But the system itself. I'm not even hearing the right words. I'm not even hearing about, you know, kind of social health, nothing like that. That's going to be in another five years, if that. Oh, they're just nobody. It's just not coming together. And practitioners like me, on the ground. So when I'm engaging adults, and I say I've engaged kids, there was lack of the, before I got lack of respect. Now I need to be able to, I need to be able to stand and say, I managed to do this with kids in a classroom and you're not, I'm not doing it through reasoning and through all the stuff that they're talking about or the fact that they're there because they want to be there or they're trying to be trained or they're experts and some verbal staff and we're talking to each other endlessly and they also agree to dutifully follow even though it's boring as shit. And look, we're all adults and we're all, a lot of us are a lot older and it's like we, we know this from practice and yet... We're still, they are still following uh, into crappy patterns. Both the professionals that are life coaching and and business consulting. And actually business consultants, they're a little bit tougher. Um, slightly different thing because they are dealing with organizations and groups of people. But it's all to do with organizations. It's not actually to do with the fluid stuff. The fluid, adults dealing with the fluid stuff of adults is shit. I mean, it's shit. Everywhere. Shit. Um, it's just individual psychology and organizations. The individual psychology within their social space, shit. I mean, shit. I mean, shit. <laughs> I was thinking about passing a ball around, thinking about also, again, just immediately after I woke up, I was thinking about the ball, and some people do not want to have that attention. So if, because it's the smiley thing, that's one thing. The globe was global attention. If you have a little uh, plastic, rubbery ball and pass it around, it's, a, it's actually a little planet. And I bought one of them. I never used it. I can't remember where it went. <laughs> and it's to do with global attention. And of course, some people want the global attention. And other people don't want it. 
So that's what you do. So when, when it breaks down and people are doing it because they want the ball, pointing that out, that they want global attention, everybody knows the kids in the class that want attention. And then there are kids in the class that don't want everybody's attention, don't want anybody's attention. And yet, actually, they probably do or probably need attention. Or the ones that actually don't and actually really do need it. And that's a conversation point, do you see? And again, it's true and it could be turned within. But if, you, if I give these kids this thing and I don't have the trust to draw attention to things like that, then it doesn't work. And so I need to have the confidence that if I introduce the ball and the energy and then behaviours like they're doing it just to get the ball, I can point that out. Anyway, and so knowing things like this and being aware of these things and reintroducing techniques, I have done it, but I, I find it a little bit dull. And also it's a little bit artificial. Um... If I have a list of these things, and then maybe at the beginning of the week, I think, okay, I'm going to mention these things. It doesn't matter what the class is. It's just, it just doesn't work very well. So the trick is, is just to remind myself of these things, being that present-minded, so that if the opportunity arises, quite naturally, then I can kind of draw attention to these things as they happen. And hopefully get me to the edge of new things. But because I've been through all this, it means it's a bit dull for me. It's got this kind of, I've already come up with this before. And I'm not talking about training. And it's not because I've learned it from somebody else. It's because I myself have come up with it. But it's a bit of a cheat. And I remember when I was doing it, iteratively, lesson after lesson, uh, for months, I wouldn't do that. There was only a couple of techniques that I would do that I would repeat, like ABC classes. And even those I don't do very well. And there are certain things that have maintained time that are pop up quite a lot. Um, that might be useful for others. That others can replicate. But again, replicate well. And the other ones, but really what we're doing is those are again like um, stabilizers for me and for the class, the unique group that we're with. But the genuine liveness is for the unique group of people there and then. And therefore, it's a new thing to everybody, including me in the tango. It's a new movement with this other person, which is new to me as well. So it's not just some pattern I've learned to do. Definitely not. I don't do that. It's not even a pattern that I recognize. It's a pattern I don't recognize. And this other person is also participating in it. And it's new to them. So it's new to them. It's new to me. And ideally... It's new to all of us, i.e. it's like completely new on the dance floor, which is quite fun. And if anybody's paying attention, uh, we're like, wow, um, we discovered something new. That's quite funny. Um, and if we're doing that together, that's quite funny. Uh, you know, And then we're willing to learn. I'm willing to learn something which is new. And somebody sh kind of show me it. If it's, they've just come up with it, that's kind of cool. But if it's something that's just a lesson somebody's come up with and then somebody else has then just 
repeating it and they're getting other people to do it and then we're just coming up with it. It's kind of okay, but it's a bit choreographed. Well, it's a bit of a cheat. What we want is we want to get these techniques so that you get closer to the point where you are coming up with it yourself live with the group that you're with. That is the holy grail. Now they're trying to do it, this second group uh, that I was engaging today and the invitation protocol. Christ. They're doing it so badly. They're doing it so badly. They've got some basic disorders. One, for example, is that they don't have... Um, so this is something, right. Can you imagine? So I get invited by a person from the past to do co-creation. I say yes, go through some kind of questionnaire. Then turn up at the in the in, in somebody else's event, and during it they try to segue into this other thing. This goes badly. The people react badly. It's a mess. There's ugliness. They even create this sub room. They join that room. This all takes time. Introduce each other. People are disappearing off. The organizers are disappearing off. They have meetings to go to. <sighs> no time. We share a little bit. And then... Um, unbelievable. And, uh, and it's actually all just a pipeline for some people that have just got a... We're just going to listen to some people talk. <laughs> I mean, it's the attempt... And I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to facilitate groups, spontaneous groups that are forming all over the world. They're trying to provide them with the skills so that they uh, do not... It's like the equivalent of training in companies. So in a company, you know, your staff are not communicating very well. They're getting into oppositional states. They're arguing. Uh, they're not really listening to each other and so on and so forth. And so you get some training. You get some people coming in, talk about how you listen to each other, uh, how you say yes and, instead of no but, and so on and so forth. Um, you give them some techniques and hopefully they get better. Now that's within the, the structures. So we're talking about the fluid social engagement within uh, company structures. <laughs> or training for sales and marketing, which is between organisations. So people are coming together and you're trying to get the deal or engaging customers so that's the interface of people in organizations and people that are not in organizations but are willingly entering into like uh, i don't know retail into a shop or willingly maybe not willingly maybe out in the public and people are approaching them and effectively trying to sell them um or between companies or you know like linkedin where consultants are trying to find work uh trying to find people to coach and organizations to help and so on. And there's training on that. Now, w when that happens within organizations, that's different from when an individual who wants to learn these things and needs to be trained up to be able to interact with them, they are looking for these things, the fluid, soft skills. And this is very different from a bunch of people that are coming together because they want to do something about climate action or something or you know, LBQTV plus or whatever it is. And it's just different groups are kind of aligning or groups are just aligning for purpose, life purpose. And they don't quite have the skills to uh, move on together as a group. And so these guys are coming together to be able to help 
looked like that outside the structure. Let's call that in the periphery. And um, self-organizing groups. So if they can facilitate self-organizing groups, and self-organizing groups get better at coming together in groups. So it's not just let's get together in a crowd and complain, like go to march or occupy, where we all get together and we kind of stop things, like on Wall Street. It's how do we organize ourselves in small groups, not in large groups, in small groups. And so that's what this group is doing. That's what this guy's doing, Ben and uh, Jennifer and um, oh, I can't remember uh, the third person. I only learned one new person, Jennifer, but there's another person who are running these classes, these things. And you're like, okay, great. And they're trying to do also a gift economy. That's what they're saying. But the guy who's organizing this, Ben, since last year, has not approached me, has not talked to me, and has rejected whatever I came up with regarding scale. Of course, they're talking about a gift economy, and all that means is donate, and then they're going to decide who gets the money. And you're like, oh, okay. Jesus Christ. They have no system for it. And so I pointed this out yesterday. The whole mess of the invitational protocol, the whole, this is a co-creative space, and yet it's actually, we're just going to listen to a bunch of people with these techniques. And there's no money, but they're talking about it. And there's no structure for the money. But they've got a credible structure for help people. They've got specific questions, they've got specific techniques. And you're like, oh, you've got all that specificity of the actual content to facilitate a group. Great. But you have no uh, concrete uh, tools for the money flow. Absolutely, they don't have that. That's what scale is. And... Um, So, and also they don't have like very basic techniques like reflexive, um, using the medium, the tool of medium and using reflexive. So it's not about them talking, it's about us listening. And so they're missing a couple of things, all right? And so it's just, it's, 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 it's just failure state after failure state. They're, it's just like, wow. And yet they're quite happy about what they're doing, kind of. So um, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. So I've spent a year and a half getting very, very close to belonging and an understanding of that. Failing miserably with you right now, perhaps. Okay. But as you can tell, this is like a... You know, I mean, I fell out of a dream, so it's, it's not ideal. However, I'm at least aware of what the space is and I'm aware of what the failings are and... And I've got some solutions. The trick is I've got to put them into play. And obviously we're at 50 minutes now and I haven't quite put them into play. Basically, you're entering into this and it's like you're almost like deep dive, deep dive into the third area. Non-judgmental. Yeah. This is definitely post uh, part three. <laughs> this is definitely, we should call this part four. <laughs> okay. This is definitely part, well, okay, it's definitely part three. Uh, material we should we should call these things rather than one two three it's like uh, a state this is a state c state b state a state that's what the trifecta is content trifecta in a temporal um a relation and our social state uh, it's a state that's interesting i've noticed this correlation but i haven't formalized it and it's to do with the the individual psychological state and the collective social state. I've got ABC or CBA, and that's a state of the fluid state of how we're dealing with our attention, primary, maybe secondary attention, 
collectively, how we're combining uh, heart, power of now, and our collectiveness, how we're doing that collectively uh, in the present moment, locating that very precisely, mathematically, in the moment now, momenting, uh, not following words, not even continuity of thought, which is what apparently most people will be when listening. Uh, you might be attempting to follow the line of thought, but I've not even been attending to that very well, and I apologise for that. I've made it definitely much, much harder, and I've definitely been sharing from the... Uh, so that's the fourth quadrant, then the third quadrant, and then the second quadrant of the moment now. Second quadrant being uh, pre-conscious. Um... That was the invitation just to the edge of my dream. And the frustration, I guess, there, which is not great. You don't want to listen to somebody being frustrated. But kind of, um, because the failure state socially and the failure state within me is equivalent. Whereas the... Um, Success state of us. Well, you're listening, so we've succeeded. <laughs> so, um, thank you for the social validation. And I need to demonstrate that trust and faith I have in you. And you may do the same with previous people who have heard this and the people following. And your action of sharing and whatever you choose to do next. Whatever we choose to do next. And that's the state we're in. And that's what these recordings are. And although partly it's by education, it's, education is not a separate bubble. Education is the next generation. Education is, is us now, the kids now. It's the kids that you used to be. It's conflating all that, and so that the people in a room who are adolescents are dealt with respectfully, collectively, and, you know, a certain degree of call to action globally, but also locally uh, and personally, and our social responsibility to one another in a room. It's not complicated. We can't just go on and on like I do with these recordings. I need to be able to listen to you. I need to be able to hear what you have to say. I need to be able to see what you think. I need to be able to see. We need to be able to see what each other, we, what we're thinking. We need to be able to see the values. Who who's following? Who thinks this is a ten? Who thinks this is a three? You know who? Where's the money flow? We we need to see us. And the people that are on the edge of now can see cumulatively up to that point what's the state of play and who to engage regarding the future and if somebody's got any kind of attention towards moving forwards and then we get this clustering collectively which is meaningful meaningful and they're trying to do organizationally self-organizing they're trying to but without the money flow without the reflexive stuff it's just nonsense so well, it's not nonsense, it's just not going to work. So, 
So we need to get this job done properly. We need to get this job done properly. And I need to just have faith and bring what I do to present moment, as I do with Tango at the moment. I have to lead a little bit. I have to test, challenge. That's what this is, kind of. <laughs> and then hopefully people um, enjoy it enough that we follow each other. Okay. The idea is this is a fellowship. No. This is definitely a fellowship. We are in the second quadrant, belonging to everybody who reaches this point. Of course, it would be great if we have similar values, but they're going to be slightly different in terms of why you're enjoying it, why you're liking continuity of thought. And I suspect it's because it's reflecting some aspect of your experience and you're enjoying the fact that it's on the edge of where we're going. So and how we're proceeding, your own experience. And everybody who listens going, right, this is my age, this is happening now. And collectively, it's happening now over the last decade, next decade. And we have this kind of temporal embeddedness because we're old enough to understand where we are in our decade before, decade after, collectively. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. There, that's the new thing. Most people are future-orientated and talk about the next decade, the next two decades. Some people are saying, oh, we need to know about the history and our past, going back hundreds of thousands of years, thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, tens of years. And I'm saying, okay, let's just go for the last five minutes and the next five minutes. <laughs> let's go for the last hour, next hour. Let's go for the next, and so on. That's not bad. Maybe that's it. I, when I produce the tool, which is just future orientated without any history, it's because of my bias. I need to have the past and the future. We definitely need to have the history. I need, that's it. So the solution for the project map has to have the past and the future. Okay, got it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. So, maximum recording, so six minutes. Oh, there's a warning. It's red. 58, 50, 51. Wow. Definitely, we're timed as well, haven't we? Thanks for the insights. Okay, go forwards. Enjoy. Be well. Be long. Be short. Be long. Be short. Be long. Be long. Be, long. Be well.